Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of possibly the greatest podcast of all time, The Caregiver's Toolbox. My name is Ryan McAniff. I'm the owner of Minute Women Home Care. I'm also the host of this, and I've got some great guests with me today. Um, I have Mark, I have Ben from Viar, and then, of course, I have Bob, who's who's returning for his third time on the podcast with WellAware Care. Guys, what is going on? How is everything going? Mark, first of all, I'll have you introduce yourself a little bit more, then we'll go to Ben, and then we'll go to Bob. Sure. So I am North American Director of Business Development for Viar Home. Um, that's my role. So I'm overseeing uh, business development on this side of the world, uh, based out of North Carolina, even though our offices are over in Israel, where uh, Ben is. Probably a good handoff there, Ben. Great. Hi, good evening to you. Thank you for uh, having us, Ryan. Uh, my name's Ben, Ben Hirsch. I'm uh, responsible for marketing at Vayar. Thank you so much. Paul Tony, well aware here. I'm the president and co-founder. Awesome. So the reason we're here today is because, uh, you know, fundamentally, we all believe in what Vire is able to do, especially with their um, relationship with WellAware Care. Bob, it might make sense right now to explain in a minute or two what WellAware Care is for people that haven't heard your two previous podcasts. I mean, I assume by now you have some groupies out there, but in case nobody's <laughs> heard you so far, what does WellAware Care do? And then we can go back to Mark and Ben about how Viar is instrumental in that and how their um, technology is working with WellAware Care. Absolutely. So, so at our core, we're system integrators. And what we do is we look for, for companies out there that, that um, have created industry-changing um, technology that will, will revolutionize the industry. And we look to partner with them. And uh, that's what we we have found in Bayar. Uh, we take these devices and we utilize them in such a way to gather data, to present to the caregivers, to give them uh, the, the information they need to improve the quality of the care. So um, the, our latest venture with, is with Bayar, it's a fall detector. And um, we just released our software um, about a week ago and we've deployed it now in two facilities and it's working swimmingly. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. And Thank so, um, Mark and Ben, uh, how did you, I mean, I think, explain what your specific device does, and then maybe it might be good for um, you to explain how you got together with with Bob and, and the guys out in Littleton, Mass. And I mean, we're, we're hitting different corners of the world here, and it's impressive how we're all able to work together to come to one kind of common uh, focus and common goal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's let's I'll talk about the myself a little bit first. Um, my favorite topic, and then we'll uh, <laughs> I'll talk about the device. Basically, so about the last decade, um, I've spent around the senior industry working more in the we call the PERS space or personal emergency response systems. Basically, the buttons people can press to get themselves assistance. And I joined Viar back uh, about almost two years ago. Um, just couldn't be more excited about this technology. Basically, what we're talking about is. A completely touchless health sensor that can assist a person during an emergency. So uh, actually over my shoulder here, I know uh, very strategically placed, I have one of our Viar Home devices. Viar Home is using radar to see. 
and understand what's happening inside of, of a room or an environment. So with the device behind me, what it's doing is it's putting out a radio frequency about a thousand times a second, having that come back into the device and then analyzing the information so that we're not just getting the little old ping on a map that you might've seen uh, in the movies, but you know, we're actually getting something back to the device. We're going to start to build out kind of an image of what's going on in front of it. Nothing that you or I look at and, you know, it's a, you know, it's a camera picture or a photo, um, but the device understands what's going on. So when a person comes into the room, you can see, okay, the device knows the person's here, there, they're in their bed, they're out of their bed. And of course, one of the most important features, if a person goes down to the ground and falls down, the device can actually say, hey, we've got a person on the ground. If they're not getting back up, it can trigger something else to get that person assistance. So as we came into the market, um, in my background, I had brought a lot of these PERS products to market and worked on a platform. Basically, when, we, when I say platform, I mean something that's able to, as Bob mentioned, collect all the information from these different pieces of the puzzle and then kind of make them all function and flow. Everything from the business side of how do we handle customer support and sales and processing all through the actual customer side and end user side of when, when someone hits that button or when the device goes off, how does it actually get assistance to that individual and help them? Um, now, coming to Viar, we kind of looked at the market. We said, we've got a fantastic product here. We know that we are a huge piece of the puzzle. When we look at a person at home, for example, we know they don't want to wear the buttons anymore. They don't want to press those. But we know there's other features um, that can come along. Let's say data analysis, trend analysis, how it can start to stay ahead of those things. So we needed to find the right partners. And we got connected with WellAware, WellAware Care, and, and Bob and George and talking to those guys. And as we started discussing kind of the pieces they already had in place, we kind of found where Viar Home set in. And I think we, we discovered that, you know, not only did we really fit well together into the environment that they've created, but on top of that, we actually could replace a few other products and pieces. Um, and then, you know, that, that, that was just the first level. Taking it from there, Bob's done amazing things with the technical team to start updating the trend analysis where now we're going to the point of, you know, our, our future state is not only can we say what happens if you were to fall, but maybe getting even ahead of health issues and saying, hey, we know that something's going to happen to you or you seem like something is happening to you without you having to do anything at all. No one has to press a button, pull a cord, wear something. All this is done from a device that can see, understand, and share that information with an advanced platform like WellAware Care, that's going to be able to match all those puzzle pieces together to give us the outcomes we're really looking for. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. You're talking about predictive te technology at that point in time of being able to uh, let families know what could be coming in the next few days or maybe the next week or however much of that timeline um, is involved. Um, so I, I think it's impressive as can be. Um, ben, so like, how did you get involved with with Bob or was that more um, involved with Mark getting finding Bob and, and the WellAware Care guys? So I, I got involved via Mark uh, and it, it's fantastic to have a partner like uh, WellAware Care who, who uh, understand the market in the same vision that we have. Um, and that, that vision is really to, to really save lives. It's, it's not just a piece of technology, although it is a phenomenal piece of technology. It's what it does on the human side of things. It's what it does from the perspective of uh, allowing people the elderly people to feel a sense of freedom in 
what they do, how they do it. Uh, as Mark touched upon, there, there's this term that's in the industry, something that, that we really resonate with us, this, this uh, uh, badge of dishonor. You know, there, there's this concept of badge of honor, but you put a wearable on someone, in essence, you're putting a cowbell around them and you are saying, you have arrived. You are officially really, really uh, incapable of looking after yourself and you should wear this as a badge of dishonor. And all of these types of yesterday's technology, uh, they, they don't help the situation at all. They maybe make us as the kids feel good about ourselves, doing what's right for our parents, and that's a fantastic thing. But actually the world has moved on. And us being able to work with uh, a company like WellAware, it, it takes things to the next level and it provides that, that freedom back to an elderly person away from the wearables, away from the buttons, away from the, the cords, yesterday's technology uh, in, into tomorrow's remote touchless technology. And can you uh, also explain a little bit about the history of the product? I found that extremely interesting uh, where this technology was born. Uh, gladly. So one of the things, Ryan, that's incredible about Viar is that the founders started with a vision about seven, eight years ago. They'd all been touched with, unfortunately, the curse of someone in the family associated with breast cancer. Uh, and they decided that they wanted to use radio frequency, as we know, a radar to be able to create a affordable and handheld breast cancer detection product. Something not to replace mammography, which is an incredible technology that saves lives, but really that first gateway of a, uh, a woman, probably less in the developed world, maybe in the less developed world. Unfortunately, cancer is progressing there much more rapidly. They don't have access to these sorts of systems by the time they do actually feel something, potentially it's too late. Uh, I'm delighted to say that that device, that handheld affordable device is now being trialed in Israel, in hospitals uh, with the potential to save lives. But when they realized that they could actually see through the breast tissue and detect cancer, it opened up a whole new world for this radar imaging technology of which Viara are the world leaders. And it allowed us to look into a whole host of other vertical markets, uh, saving children inside of a car that have been left. Unfortunately, there's the Hot Car Act in the US uh, to ensure that this technology goes into new vehicles, to make sure that uh, pedestrians and other cars are protected with autonomous vehicles. Uh, this um, elderly care, construction, all of these use the same chip uh, at its base, which is this fantastic, as Mark said, this, this radar that sees. And because it's not a camera, it doesn't mean that if you throw mud at it or there's rain or it's dark or it cracks, this doesn't affect radar in the slightest. So we're always there to protect an individual. And private at the same time too. So, you know, respecting, uh, protecting, but also respecting um, people and allowing them to live their lives not under a microscope in any way that would be limiting. Mark, are you, are you taking my job? Because that's a nice, that's a nice <laughs> phrase, protecting. And what did you say? 
<laughs> protecting and also respecting people's lives. Protecting and respecting. There you go. I'm out of a job. Yes. Oh, <laughs> got the sound bite. <laughs> That's the goal. Well, you know, it's, it's speaking of sound bites. One, you know, when you're you're talking things out with people, that's where these great ideas come from. And and over the the past year of doing countless zooms, one of the things I've said is that I think everybody in the senior care world would agree that whatever service or product they're offering, you're lucky if the people that start using it are three months behind when they should have started using it. And a lot of times you can be six months behind and 12 months behind. And, you know, this is where I got excited about talking with Bob and finding out about your product because so often families are behind the eight ball on what they need, whether it's private home care, whether it's assisted living, whether it's just being around their parents more, you know, the, Hey, listen, we have to visit mom and dad more often because, you know, something's going wrong, but people don't want to either recognize that or want to do something about it until usually it's, it's already too late and it's banging at their door and there's already an issue. And what I loved about the product and I thought was so fascinating about it is that it's relatively low cost compared to what my services cost for one-on-one care. And it allows what you said there to be a level of, of privacy there that it gives you the safety net if something goes wrong, but it's also not the camera in the home that big brother is watching at all times and makes you feel like you have the proverbial cowbell around your neck again because if you have family and friends come over they're going to see the camera in the corner and they're going to be like well why do you need a camera you know and so i think that this is one of these things where it's going to allow a lot of family members to be able to feel like they have a safety net while also uh, there might be a little bit of compromise on the the part of a senior of having a new device in there, but it's not nearly the uh, the invasiveness that a, a camera would be. Um, the other thing that I'm finding and seeing that in, in Massachusetts, I'm in Massachusetts, and so we're kind of ahead of that fight for 15 minimum wage. We're, we're going to be there in two years. We'll be $15 minimum wage. Caregivers get paid more than that. And the concern that I have is that when you're going to be charging, private home care is going to settle around $40 an hour for one-on-one hands-on care. And that's going to affect assisted livings. It's going to affect nursing homes as well because they're all staffing models, right? And you're going to have a larger, you already have a gap and you're now going to have a chasm of people that can't afford the amount of care that they need to stay in their home. But if they're going to stay in their home anyways, and I can't provide them one-on-one care, well, what's the next best thing that we can do for those individuals that maybe can't afford that? Or at the end of the day, we'll always be against having somebody come in their home. Well, we have a saying in at least our neck of the woods, it's called the right to fail. Somebody has the right to live their lives the way they want to live it, even if that means that there might be negative consequences to that. But at least with what WellAware Care is doing and Viar is doing, yet mom or dad might fall and you might have to have that tough reality that, you know what, they have the right to fail, but they also aren't going to be laying on the ground for six hours while nobody realizes they fell because you're going to be getting notified within 60 seconds that a fall event has occurred or an emergency has occurred. And that's where I think that technology and your two technologies are going to come in and fill and help provide some some relief in that gap where people can't afford one-on-one care anymore. Yeah, right. what I would say is a, a big piece of it, I mean, if, if PERS products are going on a diet, one of the biggest things are people don't want to do things. 
I mean, that, that's it's one of the hardest things at the end of the day. You just don't want to have to do something. Um, you know, the, the reason that we create we, we create and automate things constantly, even though they're not that difficult, is because we don't want to have to do that. I mean, the remote control for the television was because I don't want to get up to change the channel. You know, it, but even then, we've we've improved the remote control to do so many more and, and different things, and we're adding voice control to the remote control. If you buy an, um, the the Amazon uh, thing that slides in, and you have the Amazon remote, you can hold down a button, you can talk to your remote. You can also select what you want, but if I can talk to my remote and just tell it what I want, well, now I don't have to move my fingers as much. I mean, we're, we're at that point in time. When it comes to a senior and you're trying to discuss something and you're, you're having a conversation about, you know, well, is dad going to use this? You know, he's a proud guy. He's been in the military. He's He's been strong his entire life. And now we're telling him, you know, you've got to wear this button around. It's not so much that he doesn't want to be safe, but it's that he doesn't want to have to do that. Now he has to do something. Um, it's the same challenge no matter who you're working with across the entire age spectrum. If we can put something in place for say, look, can I find a middle ground with you? You don't have to do anything. So let me put this inside. The device is doing its job and that's the way it should be. Anything that's there for safety should do it automatically. You know, I was a, I grew up as a lifeguard at the pool. No one had to tell me to save somebody if they started drowning. If I fall in my home, I shouldn't have to tell somebody to come and help me. The technology should come and help me. And that's what well aware care really brings to the table. I mean, we just did it recently um, with someone who fell and it was a, you know, it's a horrible story that someone fell down to the ground, but an uplifting one and that we were able to get that person assistance. They're doing fine now. Yeah. Let me, okay. let me pick up on, on what, what Mark was just saying. Uh, Ryan, you, you mentioned the right to fail, but in, in, the, in the same perspective, people do have actually the right to fall as well. Uh, older people, they're going to fall. Um, we, we, can, we can get to a, a better predictability associated with behaviors around it. But at the end of the day, people are going to fall. It's not necessarily the fall that really is the issue. It's actually how long are they left on the floor? Uh, it's whether or not anyone notices. Does, does an old person fall and then because they don't want to be found on the floor, they drag themselves up and that's what we call a hidden fall, which is just as dangerous because they've hurt themselves and there will be a worse fall to come. If the device, which it does, can actually reduce the lie time and identify the hidden fall, that's gold dust. For us as kids, for well aware as a platform that's actually in the home, um, th this, is, this is what it's all about, is, is, is actually just making people's lives better and lasting longer. Yeah, and I wanted to add one thing too to the uh, point Mark was making earlier, um, above and beyond them, um, uh, out of a convenience of not having to wear a device, um, a lot of times when they fall and they're panicked, they have to remember they're wearing that device and to push the button. And, and, and we just experienced that um, when, when uh, my customer fell, she was literally within an arm's reach of the pull cord to call for help, and she completely forgot it was there. And, and she panicked, and, and fortunately, because our system doesn't require any any wearables, it detected she was in the prone position on the floor, and it called to help automatically, and it got her the help that she needed as fast as possible. Yeah, and I would even say on top of that, 
uh, Bob, is not just forgetting, but, you know, I do private home care. So I would say that 80 to 90% of my clients, there are two common denominators. They're unsteady on their feet and they have memory issues. So, you know, even if, even after a traumatic event, they might not even remember to what the call button is there for. And right. so they don't know what the pull button, pull cord is there for. And so then all of a sudden that just completely defeats the purpose. And, you know, as we know, you know, dementia is not going to slow down because of pandemics going on or whatever it might be. And families don't know about these memory losses until it can be, um, you know, much later stages, almost every single year, we will get calls on Thursday, excuse me, Thanksgiving and Christmas, because families got together for the first time in a year. <laughs> and then they went, Oh, my God, mom's memory is completely shot. What has been going on for the last year? And it can happen as quickly as six months or a year where you make see those noticeable changes. Um, I think it would be worthwhile as as maybe, um, as maybe, you know, kind of graphic as the fall was, I think it, it allows you to, to prove to people who are listening what this can do. So maybe if one of you could share kind of the circumstances that occurred where this, it sounds like this woman's life was saved by the WellAware Care and Viar devices working as they were uh, intended to. Sure. So uh, I'll recap the, the, the train of events. Uh, she was, she was a, a long-term customer of ours um, with some of our other solutions and um, she took a fall and decided that she wanted to move from her house to an assisted living facility and at that point she was evaluated and labeled a, a fall risk and um, our software wasn't was released at that point but I talked to my partner and said I don't want to wait let's just take the bias that we have now and deploy them on their platform and get her the coverage she needs. Uh, we did that. And five days after we installed it, she fell and she hit her head and uh, injured herself pretty bad. But within a minute, uh, the daughter of, of this person was notified through text message. She called the assisted living facility. They were in the room within a matter of minutes from the fall. EMS was on, the, on site in under five minutes and they got her to the hospital and got her the care she needed. And that, you know, it, Ben and, and Mark have said to me in other, other conversations, that's when you know you're making a difference in the world. That's the win we're looking for. Yeah, we had, a, we had an email that went out. Mark actually sent the email uh, company-wide. Uh, and the reaction, because this is, this is still new technology and we got amazing partners like Bob, uh, but it's still new technology and we've everyone across the value chain has been working really hard to make this happen. And if you actually save a life, what an amazing feeling. Like my mom always wanted me to be a doctor, <laughs> so, <laughs> right? I mean, I, to be able to say, Hey, you know, I did it just once, but, uh, Saving a life, it, it, it really is fabulous. It, made, it makes us feel great. I know when we discussed it, uh, Mark and, and Bob together the other day, the smiles, the warmth, um, it's, it's a bonding experience. It's fabulous. And when we spoke to the lady, the daughter-in-law, uh, wasn't that a beautiful conversation, Bob, Mark? Fantastic. It absolutely was. Um, I actually took the call. She called me. Um, 
I was on the phone with her. She could converse with her mother through another uh, add-on camera that she had installed herself. And she was talking to me live. And she was very concerned about the safety and the well-being of her mother-in-law. But she kept saying to me, I am so glad that you, you helped me with this solution. Who knows how long she would have laid there. She could have been there till they came to get her for dinner, which would have been four, four or more hours. So you're absolutely right, though. Incredible feeling. These, these stories are going to happen time and again. We have other examples where we had a gentleman at another uh, facility who was starting to pilot, and he had fallen uh, to the ground. And um, we alerted and said, hey, we had a person that fell, and they came back to um, – they came back, the nurses came back at first and said, no, he didn't fall. We said, we're, we've reviewed things that we're pretty sure he fell according to our device. So they talked to him again and they know his feedback was, well, that, I really wasn't fall. I mean, I tripped for, you know, a minute, <laughs> but that wasn't really a fall. That's the other side of the coin. You have both these scenarios. There's the ones that are going to come up that are, that are these major falls that occur, but as Ben mentioned earlier, it's also the hidden falls, the one where the person got themselves back up. We had a person that was sliding off their bed um, and then they would get themselves back in and up there in memory care. I mean, it's twofold. One, you do have the people that can't say it, but Ryan, I'm sure in your experience with, with the home care side, well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm assuming not every person you guys care for is 100% honest with you guys. <laughs> no, and that and that was one thing I was going to mention, and you 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 definitely uh, touched on that. Is that you know sometimes it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes we're between the rock and the hard place of two different family members. One's believing what their mother or father's telling them, and the other one's believing what we're telling them from what the caregiver's perspective is. And so, and I can understand where families could come from being like, listen, this guy, Ryan, of course, he's going to tell you mom's a fall risk because he wants the business. But with something like your system and well-aware care system in there, I don't have to be the guy that could be accused of having a conflict of interest. I can sit there and be like, you know, look at your dashboards to see what's going on because you're absolutely right. People, you know, we don't call it lies. We just call them little fibs. You know, they're, they're exaggerating the truth. And then all of a sudden that's, um, you know, the big one comes and then all of a sudden the family realizes, Oh, all right. So maybe this was happening. Well, inside of assisted living, I always call it the, the 45 minute lie where there's a bit of mistruth um, and that someone will come out and they'll say, I laid on the ground for 45 minutes to their family. And that's where they're hitting you, Ryan, you know, I uh, expected you guys to be omniscient and apparently just pulling in the driveway every time someone goes down to the ground, which obviously can't be the case. But, you know, in some cases we had assisted living, would say we responded five minutes. Person says I was on the ground for 45. Nobody's lying. What they leave out is that they didn't actually call for help or they didn't remember their cord for 40 minutes. So, yeah, everybody responded, but it was it was once that finally happened, or in this case, they weren't supposed to come check on her until dinner time, and I think she fell around 1.30. So you're talking about you know, maybe four hours of her lying there. This is where we, you know, we're stepping in. It's effortless. Like I said earlier, it should be something that we can pick up on that we can say, hey, you don't have to do anything. This is going to exist. It's going to be there for you. This is going to be that lifeguard that's completely private for you. It, you live your life. And actually live it with with nothing held back. We've got something in place that's going to be there for you. Um, and we don't have to have concerns about you getting grilled. Because a lot of people want to be honest, but having to admit it and say it is a lot harder. 
if we've got a device or system that's kind of catching that sort of the fall before the fall, as Ben mentioned, that might that might be more dangerous because not doing something about that initial fall results in a much worse fall later. But th this is our, our goal in the end is that you don't have to wave the white flag and admit that you need help. You don't have to sacrifice your privacy. You don't have to sacrifice some of your freedom by having to wear something. The idea is that we can put a system in place that's going to help this person all around without those extra bits of effort. It makes what total the, sense to me. Oh, go ahead, Bob. One of the things I found throughout my, my work life and several different industries is the best way to change behavior is with data, right? You put, you gather the data, you present the data and people absorb the data and then they believe. And that's, you know, when I talked to George about this, this is what I said. I said, we have these devices now. I want to pull this data together and let's present perspectives on what's going on in these people's lives. Um, how many times do they fall and get up? How many times do they fall and not get up? How many times do they go to the bathroom on average? Uh, how long do they spend in the bathroom? And you can start looking at trending there. And all of these things are indicator, indicators to the overall health and well-being of people. And that's where we're going in the future. Yeah, that's the huge, huge parts of the data. I mean, again, Ryan, you probably know this better than we do, but we, we look at simple things like a UTI. Caught early, a little bit of antibiotics, move on. Caught late, person's going to the hospital. You know, if we can start trending, we might be able to get ahead of these things because I always say, as you walk into my house and you say, you know, how's your bathroom visits going? Unless I've got something growing out of my side, I'm probably not going to admit to anything. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it's also important to – to mention kind of the cost, excuse me, the cost of all of this. Um, you know, the cost is, people think of technology, they think of the iPhones or some expensive iMac computer or whatever. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that the assisted living in the nursing home and the home care company, and that's me, is going to be far more expensive than the upfront cost of a well-aware care system, including one, three, seven, ten, Viar devices, however many you need in the size of the home that you're in. But in most assisted living apartments, you're talking one or maybe two Viars. And for a relatively nominal amount of money up front and then a monthly fee after that, it can prevent the need from going into a nursing home, which right now costs about, I don't know, $150,000 a year. Um, so when you start comparing those um, those those different types of care, it really makes a lot of sense for a lot of families to consider this option, especially in the beginning uh, parts of needing extra care because of what everybody's saying here, you have the data to, to figure out what the next steps need to be. I don't... And Absolutely. All that's exactly true. But, you know, if you don't mind, I kind of want to turn things around to you, you Ryan, and, and put the spotlight back on you for a second. From a home care company side, I mean, how does this, how do these technologies help you? I mean, what are, you, what are your goals from more the, the other side of it, from the caregiver side, from the person that you're providing the service? I mean, what, how, do, how would you guys use, how does it help you? So, so I think there, there are three reasons why I got involved with WellAware Care and why I'm such an advocate of this. And, and full disclosure, I'm, I'm going to be a, I am a distributor of WellAware Care. Um, and we're working together to, to spread this. Um, the, the first reason is, is that most of the time when everybody's avoiding 
private home care as long as they can because it's so expensive. And so family members, again, are six and sometimes 12 months behind where they really need to be. And where I thought that this would help um, with families is being having them to be able to, to make the uh, decisions on what the right type of care is for the loved ones. Now, I personally believe and call me biased, but I don't think I'm being biased, that after what we've seen in the last year and a half, not a whole lot of people that want to be rushing into nursing homes. And unfortunately, I got a lot of friends in assisted livings, but I don't know how many people are rushing back into assisted livings. But even with that being said, an assisted living is still their home where they're in a private um, they're in a private residence for the most part. And so this allows me to be able to talk to families about what they need to do and if home care is appropriate rather than 12 months behind where they, they decide to go, but immediately and say, hey, listen, you are at a point right now where you need to pick something and go down a certain path. And what path that is, is up to you. And this is how home care can help you. And then if they choose a different path, I can help make them introductions to people that can help them with whatever choice of care they want to go down for. Now, granted, this is going to help my business without a doubt, because it's going to allow there to be revenue from reoccurring monthly fees and things like that. And then it's going to allow my um, more people to know about Minute Women Home Care because they're already customers of mine. But the reason why Bob and I got together was through a company called uh, a nonprofit called the National Aging in Place Council. And Plainly put, that whole council is about giving back to individuals and seniors and adult children so they can make um, informed decisions. It's the very reason why I have a podcast that is a labor of love. I mean, I don't make any money off of this thing, but it's there for people to find information when they're ready to go looking for information. And I think that's where that kind of synergy for me is really good. For other home care companies, without a doubt, some people are going to look at this as a competition. I've already talked to geriatric care managers who have told me they want nothing to do with this thing because it might replace their services or, you know, in, in some crazy way, which is insane to say. It's like, listen, you're going to get more information to be able to give your clients better data on what they should be expecting, what they're going to do. But it takes a long time to turn around a cruise ship and, you know, it's going to be a lot of repetitive conversations. And I think for every 100 conversations or the ratio, that one example that you just pointed out where somebody's life was saved and they weren't sitting on the, the floor or in the prone position on the floor for four hours is going to, to offset 100 conversations that I can talk till I'm blue in the face about. Um, so I think there's definitely going to be um, home care companies that get this, that I think I am one of those companies. And I think there will be some that, you know, are like the typewriter salesman uh, saying that the computer is not going to be a big deal. And the fact of the matter is, is that technology is going to enter this space with senior care where we're very archaic in the way that we provide care to seniors when it comes to non-medical services. It's hands-on care, doing things that have been done for a good portion of the last 20, 30, 40 years. Certainly technology has come into it, but the biggest hurdle to get over it is the key, the clients that we're caring for don't need to interact with the technology. And that was where, when Bob and I sat down and I was like, well, another, another life alert, you know? And then he started explaining how this is gonna work. It's like, yes, that makes sense because you don't have to do anything. It just 
works. And then seniors don't even need to know. You put it on the ceiling or you put it high up on the, 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 the wall and they never have to worry about it again and they, they don't even notice it. And to me, that makes a huge difference. Does that yeah. answer your question? Absolutely. I think you're spot on. I think a misconception that I've seen before um, is that people assume, oh, a home care company, they just want to get as many hours as they can inside my home. And that's what they're always pushing for. Whereas I've actually had the opposite experience talking to a lot of them. They go, look, we know that we will lose customers if they keep having to extend their hours. So we don't want them to do that. So we're trying to find other things for us to be there because they want us to do everything. They want us to prevent the fall, to do all these things that really... I mean, in some cases, this person requires, you know, 24-hour care, but we've got a budget for eight hours a week, you know, and that's that's a lot. Like you said earlier, so if it's $40 an hour and you've got um, 40 hours, you've only got a budget for 40 hours in a week, that's $1,600 right there. If you get to, you know, 24 hours a day, you're gonna, I'm not that good at math, but a lot of money. So, <laughs> but if we start going down that road, I think that's what people start to miss it is from the home care side is you know, no, we need new technology to support the caregivers that are trying to do all these things and take care of these individuals. And it, it provides a bit of a balance. You're absolutely right, um, Mark, that the technology fills the gaps and it allows you to be in touch and, and uh, have your finger on the pulse when, when you can't be there. And, and, you know, Ryan says to me all the time, you know, if you could fast forward 15, 20 years from now, this technology will be commonplace. It has to be because the reality of, of what's going on in the world right now is there's just not enough caregivers in the world for the need. The demand is going to far outweigh the, 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 uh, the need is going to far outweigh the, the uh, resources. So we have to come up with another way and the technology is an excellent solution. And Mark, to, to your point of, and, and I'll take off the, the, the hat of, um, just being an advocate, but I'll put it on the business hat, the, the capitalist hat. You know, I would argue that to any home care company that's thinking about this, you will be able to increase your hours because of these services. And here's the two reasons why. One, you're going to be able to introduce more customers to your brand through a well-aware care system that otherwise may never have known about you because right now home care is a very fragmented industry. There are probably about, I think, 1,200 different home care agencies in Massachusetts to give you an idea of how many there are to choose from. Um, so there's, it's not like it's been like Walmart or Home Depot where it's been, you know, consolidated. Um, and then, Secondarily, once you get people on board with WellAware Care, you're also going to be able to show them the data of when these risky times are occurring. And then you're going to be able to say, listen, your mom, right now, when, when you have these fall issues with home care, it's a little bit of a guessing game of when things are happening. And then you need to bring caregivers in. The caregivers give you a report and then you kind of go from there. But you know, humans make errors, you know, like it's not a perfect system, but with this situation, you are going to be able to extend, you're going to one, be able to start services earlier because you're going to be able to pinpoint exactly when somebody is starting to fail and not able to be safe on their own. And then secondarily, if you can pinpoint the time of the day or the night when they're most at risk, then you're going to be able to place caregivers in there to prevent those falls, which means that your client is going to 
be with you for far longer than if they do a backdoor exit to a uh, hospital and then end up in a nursing home. So yeah, for I think for every one client you may lose by introducing this system to it, there's going to be far more clients that you're going to be able to keep around longer. And then, of course, your your pipeline of people who are going to be aware of your home care company because you're providing a service that nobody else is providing right now. Uh, my home care company is very little different to the other home care companies out there. But now that I can say, hey, listen, I have this fall and emergency detection system. Well, in my eyes, that's a game changer of why I can talk to discharge planners and hospitals case managers for a totally different reason than saying the same thing that every other competitor of mine is saying. So that's where from a more capitalistic and business owner side, I would say this is this is a no brainer as well for me. It's not going to cause me to lose money. It's going to cause me to get more market share as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we, we use the term, Ryan, of uh, when we when we talk to facilities, we say protect your residents and your bottom line. So there's a there's a real as you've outlined there, there's a real double perspective here. Like, not only is it obvious that this is fantastic background technology, as we've said, this touchless remote monitoring that will protect your residents, but occupancy is at its lowest rates. Um, probably, I think, for the last 40 years since the data was actually originated. Uh, and if they don't do something to stop the decline of occupancy, that's a real issue for a business. So hospitalizations are what drive uh, the changes in the occupancy rates, because as we know, when someone falls and there's an issue and they go to hospital, I don't want to go on about the statistics, but it's bad news for the resident. It's bad news for the facility um, when someone uh, unfortunately has to go to hospital. Uh, you've got the staff efficiencies. You've got the brand effectiveness. When you put that all together, there's a powerful business model associated with implementing this new technology. Read it's it's I mean between you and Ryan you just have outlined the ROI for why you want to do this right yep let's put this let's put this podcast on a Super Bowl commercial or something and just <laughs> pile our money into like all our eggs in one basket oh. and drop five million. On behalf of Vial Bob, we'd like to thank you for uh, um, using us as part of your ad when it comes to uh, all these great sports events in the USA. We appreciate that they're not cheap. Uh, but on behalf of Vial CEO Raviv, uh, we'd like to thank you for doing so. Yes, awesome. thank you for thanks for paying for all of those. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll release this podcast in February, right after the Super Bowl, when we see the ad, Bob. <laughs> So, but, but, you know, I, I have in my office a wall, I call it the wall of fame of just thank you cards and thank you emails that we've gotten over the years. And, and the, 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 the beautiful synergy of, of being able to run a business while helping people is a nice thing. Just like Ben was saying about you, you know, you get to say that you've saved somebody's life. And so, you know, you have to remember for those listening that adult children are extraordinarily stressed out because their parents have have made them promise. My dad has made me do this too. Never put me in a nursing home. I don't care what you do. I don't care. And give me all the pills in the world. End it then if you're going to think about sending me into a nursing home. And so if we're able as 
three separate companies to be able to help families keep that process because it's it weighs on them. It's you know think about sending your your mom or dad into a, a facility that they don't want to go to, and they're they're fighting it tooth and nail. Now, not every situation's like that, and and assisted living is a great place to live for the right people that want to live there, but there's some people that don't want that, and. And those assisted living residents as well don't want to be going to a nursing home. And so if we're able to let families keep that promise and the stress that comes away from being able to help their their loved ones stay in their home, whether that's residential or an assisted living, is going to be something that you're going to have a wall full of thank you cards for making their lives easier and making their parents' lives a lot happier. Amen. Absolutely. Your chance of success increases dramatically. And, and that's what results, you know, with that, that thankfulness and that ability to actually be there. You've got to just put something in place that's actually going to perform the job that needs to be done. Shoving someone into care that they aren't ready for or haven't really gotten to yet, because there is, there is a lot of gray area um, in this. You know, there are, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are highly stressed because, you know, it, it might be their parent is walking that fine line of, they're still pretty independent and some days they have more energy than I do. They did fall recently. And you know, the what if factor, what if something happens and trying to figure that out? Well, you can't afford to have someone there 24 hours a day. But we also can't guess when that fall is going to occur. You know, it's not like everybody falls between nine, 9am and 5pm. You know, so we, we've got to, as you're walking through that tunnel of, you know, disparity right now not really knowing what to do and, and you're down it's 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 a really hard place to be and i think you've got to find the systems got to find the technologies find the, the tools that you need I've, my father-in-law taught me a while ago you know as you're working on different jobs and i'm kind of just trying to use whatever i have in my shallow toolbox you know he'd always come over with the right tool to use finding the right tool makes every job a lot easier most jobs are very doable if you have the right equipment um you know, so that's, that's what we're trying to provide is using well aware care. I think they provide the right equipment. Absolutely. Well, um, guys on that note, I mean, we can wrap it up if you'd like, unless there are any, um, other things you want to get to talk about. Um, but I mean, I think people should definitely look at the WellAware care system. Um, it's powered by Viar. Um, you know, you're not going to be calling Viar up for this, but just know that they're the ones that one of the major um, devices that's allowing WellAware care to do what they're they're able to do and and help families the way that uh, they want to be helped. And I think it's a good thing. And thank you all for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories and information with me. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Awesome. Well, with that being said, I appreciate everybody listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox. Thanks to Mark, Ben, and Bob for coming on, and we will catch you on the next one. Have a great day.